Welcome to Emotional Savvy, the Relationship Help Show. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. If you're ready to increase your confidence in conversations and conflict, deepen your self-awareness, expand your connectedness, and enrich your relationship with yourself and other humans you care about, and even those you wish you didn't, you're in the right place. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, another episode for you today. And today we're going to be talking about a few things with my guest, but also something I want to share with you. If this is your first time with us here on Emotional Savvy, I usually have some nuggets for you at the beginning of each show, and then it's followed by a guest interview. And today what I want to talk about, because we're talking about dating generally on this show, is that there are some big red flags in the dating world, as you well know, and maybe you're not seeing these particular ones I'm going to share with you today. So I wanted to put them out before our guest comes on to the program. And I'm going to particularly talk about this from the woman's point of view. You can certainly easily see the reverse would be true for men dating, but I'm just going to talk about it about women today. And one of the big red signs is women, when you are dating a man and he won't protect or profess you, it can be a big red flag. And if you're with a man who won't protect or profess you, then you need to take note because this is a guy who lets other people speak to him about you in a negative manner without setting them straight. Or a guy who will not tell the world that he is in a I can't even say the word monogamous or committed relationship with you, a wonderful woman he's chosen. Not a good sign. In fact, in my opinion, that may very well be a signal for you to run. So yes, casual dating is different from creating a long-term relationship. This today's episode is about the relationship help you need when you shift from casual to serious in the relationship department. So here's the issue. Some men think that they can keep their other friends of the same and the opposite sex separate from their current relationship in all ways. Now, that's a big sentence because it's got a lot of different parts. Some men think that they can keep their other friends of the same and opposite sex separate from their current relationship in all ways. Sure, in casual dating, fair game. They can. Friends freely offer their opinions about the girls they're dating. They may even let friends discount or run down their dates, thinking that the friends are helping in the selection process. In casual dating, friends request to not bring the girlfriend along. Not such a big problem. But all this changes when a relationship turns serious. And if both of you agree it has turned serious, listen to this. Because in serious relationship, one's moving toward a committed future together, 
men must protect and profess the women they have chosen. So if you're moving toward a committed future together, you both agree that this is the track you're on, then you want to be watching women that that man that has chosen you and you have chosen him, you think, is protecting and professing you. Yes, everybody needs one or two good, unbiased, trustworthy friends to talk about their lives with. Note that I said unbiased and trustworthy. Those are the key words. But in any relationship, the main person you talk to about the relationship is your partner. So that in itself could be a red flag. If, so, if you're dating somebody who's talking to somebody else about the relationship more than they're talking to you about it, this is not good. So on the journey to the future, the relationship becomes one in which you have each other's backs. And when someone invites you somewhere and tells you not to bring your partner, at that moment, in a serious relationship, you should seriously question the invitation and the person who made it because you're a couple now and that changes things. Sure, go out with your friends now and again, but you are clear with your friends that you are part of a couple now. Now, I'm thinking of a couple that I worked with and he was invited to a wedding and was told not to bring his partner. And he complied. Not good. Obviously not a popular idea with his partner. And it caused a big, big problem for the relationship. So learning curve ahead. You cannot move forward with a committed relationship when you do not have your partner's back. Got that? You cannot. And maybe I should also say you should not move forward with a relationship that you believe is committed because it isn't if you don't have each other's backs. And you cannot move forward with a committed relationship when you agree to leave your partner out of things, to have him or her discounted in that way. Come on, you simply cannot have your cake and eat it too. It just doesn't work that way. And guys, know this. Women want to be pursued, protected, and professed. And if you're unwilling to do those things, I know some of you are rolling your eyes saying, oh, that's old school. No, it isn't. It really isn't. If you're unwilling to pursue, protect, or profess the woman, you may not be with the right woman. If you've never found a woman you want to pursue, protect, and profess, there may well be something you need to look at within yourself. One thing is sure, you're not ready for a partner. So stick with the casual dating because anything more will lead to divorce. And that's expensive in every possible way. Okay, that's the message for the guys today. But the message for women today, if your current guy will not pursue, protect, or profess you, this is not the man for you. I know you want to be in love. I know you may want to get married. I know you like the companionship. It may be that it's great sex, whatever it is. But if he will not pursue, protect, and profess you, and by protect, I mean protect your reputation, protect you from harm, emotional harm, and physical harm too, if that's possible, that's not the guy for you. 
It doesn't matter what anybody says. For example, somebody says to you, I love you. It doesn't matter what those words are much as you like to hear them. It matters what he does. Words simply aren't enough. Always believe someone's actions. You know, I've been doing this for a long time and too many women I've known in my many years of working with people, they try to believe words and ignore the actions. And this is a recipe for disaster in a relationship. So big note, big, big note. It does not improve with marriage or living together in most cases. So don't think that, oh, well, he's, he's not protecting or professing me at this moment, but you know, it'll all be better when we're together. No, it has to come first. So it doesn't improve with marriage or living together in most cases. In fact, that's usually what seals the deal to end the deal. So it improves with relationship help and highlight the elements of healthy relationships and effective communication. That can certainly help. And you can learn something about that potential partner if they will go and get help with you because that says they're invested in making the relationship the best it can possibly be. Many times folks are just unaware of how their behavior affects those they say they care about. They may simply not be thinking. So I wanted to tell you about this today as we're going to speak about dating soon and be wise now. And if you need relationship help, get it. I'm always here for you. You can go to forrelationshiphelp.com. You may have someone local that you prefer, but get help. Strong people get help. They say, I want this to be the best relationship possible. Let me think it all through. So I don't want you to settle. I don't want you to say, oh, well, maybe it'll happen on some shiny day on another planet that this will all come together. If it's not coming together now, you better find out why. See if you can improve it. See if your partner is willing to improve it or even sees there is a problem. And then you work on it together and that deepens your emotional intimacy. So don't settle for less. Take action. Get help if you need to. But You want to feel that you're in a safe relationship. And you know, in my book, Kaizen for Couples, I talk about the five relational gifts you have to have within yourself so that you have them to give to a partner. Honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. And being in this situation where you have each other's backs, where you practice the golden rule with each other, where you demonstrate that your values show that you value the other person. Great. If that's not happening, see if you can open up the conversation to help it happen. But don't go through this relationship and the casual dating, seeing the red flags through rose-colored glasses, which makes them almost invisible I want you to really whip off those rose-colored glasses. It is a red flag if this person says that they're in a committed relationship with you or a monogamous relationship that is moving in a serious direction and they do not include you in their life with their friends. 
sure, you're not joined at the hip. You don't have to go everywhere together, but you know where each other is and you know each other's friends. There's nobody you don't know or you're kept from knowing. These are big red flags and I really want you to understand that. So that's why I'm so hot about this topic today. I hope you will be too and I hope it will cause you to think, what's going on in my relationship? Even if you're married to the person right now, are they protecting you? Are they professing you? Are they proud that you are their partner? And if not, there's work to be done. You know, I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm always here for you. Find me at fourrelationshiphelp.com. I have a new live stream show on YouTube every week, Monday night at six o'clock. Go over to my YouTube channel. Yes, it's called For Relationship Help. And subscribe over there so you could participate in the live stream show. I wish you well. Hello and welcome to this episode. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm so glad that perhaps you're coming back for a second or third or 50th time. You're so welcome. And if you're new, I'm glad that you found us. This is a place where we can help you increase your well-being, your health, and the joy that you can find in relationships. And if you're not finding that joy, how to make a better choice and move on. So my guest today is Ronnie Ann Ryan, and she is a love and dating coach. And I'm just delighted that you're joining me today, Ronnie. Thank you so much, Roberta. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy you're here too. So let me tell everybody a little bit about you. I, I love this line that she has. She says, I, I work with successful women who have a hot career, but a chilly love life. And she's done that for 16 years. So if you have a hot career and a chilly love life, you're going to loosen up right away. And she helps people overcome obstacles and, and attract, ready, attract high quality men. And she has some proven strategies. We like the proven kind, the ones that really work. And you'll discover how better understand men to reduce frustration, confusion, and time with the wrong guy. And Ronnie Ann has been featured in many major media. She's an Amazon bestseller with her book, Is He the One? Or Finding Mr. Right by Spotting Mr. Wrong. And she's also been on ABC, NBC, Fox News, BBC, NPR, eHarmony, and all the great places. So um, that's a good reason for listening to what she has to say. So let's just talk for a minute about how to spot men who are a waste of time. Now, I know that's just wrought with judgment. It's got all kinds of things in it that people could say, oh, well, nobody's a waste of time. No, we're talking about your time. And when you're on the dating trail and you are looking to add people into your life, you probably want to do it with some degree of effectiveness and efficiency. Um, because why spend a long time finding out that it was a waste of time. So tell us a little bit about your take on that. Well, I, you know, I'm definitely not into bashing men at all. I, you know, I, you're absolutely right. There is nobody that's like a waste of time, but you're right. I like how you define that, that if you're looking for lasting love, then you don't want a casual man or a man who doesn't want what you want or isn't sure what he wants. And that's what this is really about when I talk about this. So some signs that a man might waste your time is 
let's see. Um, you know, I love this one. A man who says, uh, you, maybe you went out with him once and he calls you at the last minute and says, you know, I'd love to see you, but I'm just too tired. You know, what if I bring over a pizza and we watch a movie? <laughs> yeah, so. that, that's not a good start. You know, I, I think when you put it in that context, like you, you're just getting to know this person and all of a sudden you're too much trouble to get ready, get out for, and perhaps enjoy something out in the world together. Yeah, sure, there are people who don't have money and they don't have much time, but it's really saying, I'm a bit lazy, right? Um, once you know that person well, you could certainly understand that they would be tired or whatever, but starting a relationship like that, not a great idea. Yeah, and I also think sometimes there's a secondary agenda in there, which is they're hoping to get into your house and then into your pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what could be more convenient than you said yes, you opened the door, I brought the pizza, so... <laughs> yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, 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 and then don't tell me it's date rape, you know, <laughs> because you're right. just supposed to go with the program. Do you think right. this is changing in a positive or a negative direction with the new generations? What do you think is happening there? Well, you mean for the millennials? Mm -hmm. I think they're uh, most, you know, the, I can't say for sure, but I feel that millennials their sexual mores are much more relaxed than older generations. And they're not too concerned about having the stigma of sleeping around a lot or whatever. So I don't think they're really that bothered by um, old conventions, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's interesting uh, because, of course, people come to me when they finally wake up and smell the herbal tea and realize they're within a relentlessly difficult person, the people I call hijackals. But sometimes young women are, are now joining in, where it usually was older people, and they're saying, what's going on? Like, yeah. how? And they didn't recognize the signs in the beginning because they were like, oh, well, you know, this is just our economy. This is the way we do things. And so they're not thinking about these things. So... Do you think that it leads to more problems when these people are not being as discerning? Well, you know, it's really interesting because um, I have twin nephews that are 25, and when they were just coming out of college, you know, one of them was talking about how he had spent the night with a woman who had said it was okay, and he's anything but pushy. But, you know, after a few times, she was not understanding why he wasn't being more responsive or whatever. And he's like, well, you said oh, casual was okay. So he was clear and he was honest about what his intentions were. He just thought they'd hang out when they hung out and he wasn't necessarily building a relationship. So I do think that the end result is still the same, that even um, younger women think it could turn into something, even if it starts out casual. And when you're younger, that can happen more than when you're, um, you know, in midlife or whatever. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's good to be clear regardless of how old you are <laughs> on <laughs> the choices that you're making and what they could mean. Yes. And, you know, certainly older generations are more economically aware or more economically discerning, I think. But, and, and I say that because of the casualness, like give everybody a chance, you know. 
but for someone who's saying, well, let's always spend time alone at your house. I mean, isn't that just a pattern of booty calls? It can be booty calls. It can be somebody who's not uh, ready for more of a relationship, or it could be somebody who has another woman and he can't be seen out in public. Well, see, I think that's a big red flag, and I was hoping you were going to go there because, yeah. you know, if we don't wake up and really understand, like, okay, everything happens at my house. It's whether he brings the pizza or he doesn't, pretty soon he's not going to bring the pizza. He's just going to come on over. And, yeah. and, and I want to go out. Like, one of the things that I know about women in particular is that women like to be professed. They like to be with somebody and be seen with someone. And I don't mean that in a shallow way. They just like to have somebody valuing them in public, you know. And I'm not saying all women or I'm not saying you should want that. I'm just saying that for some women, that's important, you know, to, to have that recognition that we have a relationship and we're not afraid to go out in public with it. And then they, when they do get out in public, it's a profession that we, we see each other. We go out together. We're a thing. And right. when somebody always wants to come to your house, there's no profession. Yeah, I, I agree completely with you. We're, we, uh, we're on the same plane there because I think it's a huge problem when you're not going out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with snuggling on the couch. Don't get me wrong. But you mm -hmm. can't only do that. It's important to have other stimulation besides TV, fooling around, and takeout food. You know, it's good to have new experiences together, and you're not going to be having those on your living room couch. <laughs> well, after a while, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think the, the more serious thing underneath this is, Okay, we're talking about how to spot a guy who is a waste of time. And we're yeah. particularly talking about men. So, yeah. you know, if a man is always wanting to come to your house, hey, what a cheap date. Now, you don't need to go on a cheap date like that if you don't have any money. You can go for a walk. Sure. You, you know, you can go to a museum or a gallery. There are places that you can go that don't cost any money. Yep. Um, you can think of a special outing. You can go to an outdoor event. There's so many things to do. So it's about intent, right? You know, we have to be looking at the intention for the relationship. And I think that's what you're bringing up, isn't it? It is. It is. Maybe I should share a few more of the signs. Sure. Okay. Um, if some, if a man, and this is true for women too, if somebody is just texting, 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 and weeks go by, maybe you have one date and then you don't see them again and they tell you they're really busy or they're slammed at work or their ex is ex, you know, crazy or their children are sick or whatever the reasons are, they're super busy, but you know, text, text, text. That is another sign that he doesn't want a relationship because I, my experience is when a man's really into you, he wants to spend time with you. He wants to be in your presence because it feels good to be in your presence. And so anybody who's texting for weeks and too busy to see you, that's a man or a woman who's not available, whether it's emotionally or what, they just don't have the actual time bandwidth. It doesn't even matter. They're not available. Yes. And that's so important to recognize because 
you know, we're talking about men generally who are wasting our time today on this episode. But so let's talk about it from that point of view. You know, if a, if a man can't make you a priority when you're dating, you are not going to be a priority when you're in a committed relationship. You're going to be taken for granted in much, you know, likely. And so when you have these gaps and this person is texting all the time, uh, they're really stringing you along. Because if you were important, and we all know that there's variables in every week and we're trying to get a career going or we've got a new job or something and things happen, but when it becomes a pattern, that's the time to just wake up and say, okay, how many times have I seen this person versus how many times have, has it been alluded to that we're going to see each other? How many cancellations have there been? And if I'm really ripping off my rose-colored glasses and seeing how it really is, what is the truth of this relationship? So how do you get people to be willing to look at that, to see that truth? You know, it's not easy, but I do talk about facts versus emotions. So regardless of what a great guy he is or how fun or handsome he is or what a great job he is has or what a great car he has, if he's not spending time with you, he's the wrong man. And there's just no two ways about that. Because even if he has so many of the qualities you want, if he's not spending time with you, none of that matters. Right. I look at it. So I just make it very logical rather than emotional. And that's why I talk a lot about how you can't just date with your heart. You have to date with your head too. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, that comes up in my work a lot. And I, I have Facebook groups, secret groups where people can talk to me. And that goes through my Patreon account. If anybody wants that, it's patreon.com slash Roberta Shaler. Remember to spell my name R-H-O-B-E-R-T-A-S-H-A-L-E-R. Um, but they'll say, they'll say that, you know, this, this person is um, seemingly wanting to have a relationship and then they pop back into my life and should I take them back? And, you know, what's up with that? And I, I have that same difficulty because I say to them, you have to work with your head, not your heart. Because they'll ask me, should I take them back? They'll give me all the facts as to why they shouldn't take them back. And then they'll say, should I take them back? And I say, well, your heart wants to be loved and your mind knows this person. So this is the time to believe your mind. Right? It doesn't negate the fact that you saw good in this person or joy in this person or lust in this person. <laughs> it's the fact that your mind matters. Right, right. And we're not saying that these men are bad people. It's not about being bad at all. But they don't have the same romantic agenda. And so you need to find a man who has a similar agenda that he wants lasting love, if that's what you want. Because if he's just casual or he disappears and comes back, he's in and out, he's not reliable, whatever, that's letting you know he's probably not going to be good at a lasting relationship. He's already demonstrating his inability to do that for you. So that's why I say, you know, you're better off letting it go. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I agree because everybody only has so much bandwidth. And I agree totally. We're not saying anybody's bad in this situation. We're saying look at the facts. You know, if a person has only so much bandwidth and they're trying to get a career going and they're maybe schmoozing to get the career going, so they're going to networking things and then they have their team on the weekend and they've got their sports, so they've got their exercise and it's hard to fit it all in. There isn't enough bandwidth. And then they want to have a woman in their life, but it's the wrong time for them to have a regular woman in their life or a full-time woman in their life. And the thing is, what we're talking about, and I think we're on the same page here, is learn to ask the questions, to communicate, to find out, you know, your term, is this casual or are we going somewhere? Is this intermittent or is it steady? Uh, are you ready to settle down or are you still wanting to have more fun and focus on your career? These are not bad questions to be asking someone that you're interested in dating further. Right. And, right. and we need to be able to give ourselves permission to do that as women who are dating. Let's find out if the person's on the same page. You know, sometimes just because it's amusing to me, I watch Divorce Court. And it's a great show to watch because Judge Lynn Toller actually gives good advice and asks good questions. But the thing is, it really points out often that the two people are or are not on the same page with the expectations of the relationship. And it's setting these expectations. If you're going in looking for till death do us part, and the other person comes in and is looking for it till the end of next week, you've got a mismatch that you need to express in words as soon as possible. How do you help people do that? Well, you know, a lot of times what I suggest is just look at his behavior. Because my experience has been that sometimes men will say anything to keep you around and not again not for any reason but because they enjoy you or whatever but they still might not want to commit so a lot of times I tell them don't focus on the words because he'll say I love you or I want to be with you or whatever but if his actions don't show it then his words are meaningless oh and, yes yeah so for me um I think some time has to go by before you start really questioning a man's intentions. You know, if, if you're, if you've gotten to an exclusive relationship and he still calls you every other week, that's something to question, you know, mm -hmm. but um, if you've gotten to an exclusive part, so maybe, you know, six, eight weeks have gone by or whatever, then yes, you have the ability to ask a little bit more pointed questions and say, you know, uh, once you're exclusive, then at least you have that kind of commitment, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's a good caveat, Ronnie, because we're not talking about in the first two weeks if he's not attentive and all of this kind of thing. I mean, you have to give people a chance. First of yeah. all, they don't even know if they like you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got to, got to give them, I, you know, a while. I would say maybe four to six weeks to find out whether there's anything yeah. going. And you don't have a committed relationship at that time anyway. So you should pull back and be in observation mode. You know, you're feeling something, but hey, what's this guy broadcasting by his behavior, just as you so wisely said, and and then believe the behavior, because you can say, well, you know, I understand that, but he says he loves me, and I want to go running over and believe that he loves me, and the question is, what evidence do you have in reality that he does? 
Right. And, you know, that's not good enough for you after six, eight weeks. And besides that, I don't think you should be saying he loves you in six weeks anyway. He doesn't know. (laughs) Right. Right. Very true. Very true. The only time I would believe a man right up front is when he says, you know, um, I just got out of a relationship and I need some space, but I'm happy to get to know you and see what happens. Or my other favorite one is, um, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I'm happy to get to know you and see what happens. This is both instances as a man being upfront and honest. And I don't know what happens, but women only hear the second half of that <laughs> somehow, which is let me get to know you and see what happens. But the only part of the sentence that matters is the start. I don't want a relationship. And it's amazing how there are plenty of men who come right out and say that honestly. And then I've had clients who tell me, well, I didn't know what I wanted either. And I didn't know if he was the one. So I figured let's just get to know each other and see what happens. But the problem is they think that if things go well, it'll build up to a relationship when he's already stated that's not what he wants. Right. The ambiguous words and let's see what happens have to be taken exactly in the context that they were delivered. (laughs) Like, and I I agree with you here. I don't want a relationship, but okay. Clearly the man wants his space. He wants to be free. He doesn't want to be committed. He doesn't want to be tied down. He doesn't want to take you home to meet his parents or have you meet his friends. None of those things may be true for him right now. They may be, but they may not be. And if you listen to that, you matter enough to gauge whether or not you want to jump in with that. Even if you really like him, you know, you could come back and ask him, all right, so let's see what happens. I'm going to give it six weeks. Fair enough. And see if you get some agreement around that. And then we'll have another conversation about that if I really like the other person. How about that? That could work. That could work. Yeah, because then I know as the woman that I've agreed to watch for six weeks and see how I feel. And then we've agreed to have a conversation at the end of six weeks and see if it's more of the same or or he's changed his mind, that he's enjoying that. And in the meantime, just watch and record, you know, in your head and in your heart what's really going on. You know, if you're doing the originating of what there is to do, big red flag, right? Yeah. It's always your idea. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. And they're, okay. Hmm. What about that, Renny? I think that's a man going along for the ride, as I say. (laughs) Because let's face it, you know, anybody could be lonely or bored or enjoy a woman's company, but that doesn't mean he's committed or really into you. Yeah. And so there are plenty of men and women who are willing to bide their time until somebody better comes along. So I think, um, yeah, I, I really encourage the women I work with not to initiate at the beginning of dating. And I think once you get into an exclusive relationship, things do tend to balance out and either person can initiate and things change very much once he's on the path with you. But until a man decides that, you really don't want to be chasing him by 
getting tickets to things and calling him up to see how he is. And you want to wait and see what he does because that's how you know if he's into you or not. Yes, be pursued. <laughs> you know, it, no, I don't think that's changed at all. But I do think some younger women have have convinced themselves that inequality that doesn't occur. But there's wisdom in being pursued. A man shows persistence. He shows that he's made a choice. He shows that he's called you out of all the possible things and has you in his sights. He's demonstrating those things to you. And clearly, when he pursues you, or, you know, the other side of that is don't always be available, right? When a man is asking you, well, you know, do you want to go out tonight? Oh, no, I have other plans right? Don't always be available because if you're always available, you're broadcasting that I don't have anything else to do either. And not that, you know, that may be totally honest and you may really like each other and that might work for you. And these are not hard and fast rules, of course, that we're giving you. These are, these are suggestions and inclinations and deductions from having worked with so many people. But if you are willing to just look at what's actually happening rather than in your head building a future having children and going into retirement in a winnebago already then <laughs> you you are wise you know stay in the present moment what's happening here how does this person fit with my vision for my life my values you know all of those things those are things you're calibrating when you're dating right absolutely i mean the point of dating is to gather data. I always call dating a contraction for data gathering <laughs> because <laughs> the point is you're observing, like you mentioned earlier, and you're trying to figure out if this person is, is worth investing more of your time. So it takes a while to gather enough data to know if you found the one or not. Um, and that's the whole point of dating is to get to know each other and see if you are compatible, have a similar vision, have similar values, can understand each other and enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. So let's use the rest of our time together to be really specific for a woman, because we're talking about men today. So for a woman looking at men who might waste her time, what about the woman who's already ripped off her rose-colored glasses and, and realized that she was in a relationship with a toxic person? She's gone through all the pain and heartbreak and distress of divorcing this person and re-evaluating and recalibrating her life. What do you think we could help her with to know how, when, and what to look for within herself and within a man when she returns to the dating world? Wow, that's a big question. Okay, um, I when I work with my clients, the first thing I have them do is mindset work. We look at their belief, you know, at her beliefs and attitudes about how about love, about herself, about what she thinks her chances are. How does she feel about men? Does she believe love is possible? Does she believe there are any good men out there? You'd be shocked at how many women don't really think there are. I have found that without that fundamental belief that love is possible, it's really not. And so that's the first place I go with any woman in midlife or really at any time is what are your beliefs about your chances for love? And that is the foundation for everything else we do. And then I have them make a list. Uh, it's very um, 
you know, practical, my work. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the mindset stuff is make a list. What are you looking for? What kind of qualities would make you happy? What don't you want to see again? What are the red flags that will tip you off that you're going down a path you've already been down and you didn't like it last time? So that they can get some clarity about the man they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest concerns that I share with women is a woman who will say to me, you know, I don't have to do all this because I know I'll know him when I see him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> to me, that's a woman basing all of her love decisions on chemistry. And chemistry is a fabulous thing, but it is not an indication of, of long-term compatibility or the chances for lasting love. It's about, you know, uh, being great in the bedroom together. But and that's part of the survival of the species drive, I feel, and not necessarily anything about lasting love. So I do warn women who tell me, oh, I'll know him when I see him, that it really helps to do this work of figuring out what will work for you and what you want to avoid and all of that. And then you can get a list of five must-haves. Hmm. You know, like he must have a good heart. Um he must be open-minded and compassionate person or whatever you're looking for. He must have a good sense of humor. And then the big red flags you want to avoid, you know, no one who's addicted to anything. And if he tells any lies, I'm out of here. Um, you know, whatever your top five things are, you know, if he um, tells me he cheated on his wife, forget it. And, and I encourage people not to date separated men. Women, my women clients don't date separated men because they're not, free. They're still, even if it's been 10 years, mm-hmm. they're still connected. Oh, I so agree. You know, and for people, women, of course, is today's topic, but for women who have, have found themselves a way to get out of a toxic relationship, what another human being that they potentially look at as a partner is, look, is being looked at with the filter of what they just came from. Sure. And yet on the other side, and equally strong is that their desire for finally finding healthy love. And so they either err on the side of seeing only all the negatives in a person or seeing this unicorns and rainbows kind of view of, ah, yeah. And you know what we know about hijackles, those chronically difficult people that I talk about all the time, they like to love bomb you. So they're chameleons. And they're going to be who you want them to be. They're going to present that way. They can read you. They can get your number really fast. And they're going to present that way. And so beware of men who either say, oh, I know we're going to get married. Or let's move in together. It just seems to be our, we're soulmates. Or let's get married. Or let's have a baby. Because what a hijacker likes to do is to get you. They, they want to have power and control over you. So if you're married, you've moved in, you're pregnant, that's immediately going to up their ability to have power over you. And so a big red flag for people is people who want to go too fast. You've yeah. got to do that. Like I had, I had a, a client from the other side of the world, because I have clients all over the world because I work this way. Um, and she said to me, my man and I have both read all your materials. And, sh- and he said, uh, he, she was asking him, when are we going to get married? And he went, 
Dr. Shaler says, once around the sun first. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, don't even talk about moving in or getting married or anything like that unless you've lived in this, each other's orbit for once around the sun without living in the same place. See each other in every circumstance. See each, things are going to happen. There's yeah. going to be joys. There's going to be sorrows. There's going to be change. See how they react. See yeah. how they bring things to the relationship or don't see all of that. What's your experience with that? I completely agree with you. And I, uh, I think the same advice that it really helps to see people in four seasons because, you know, the holidays might be difficult or the summer might be difficult. Who knows? Who knows what it is? But you might as well really know what you're doing and who you are and really what's the rush. There is no rush. No. You can be together, but you don't have to tie the knot until you get through a whole year and see what things are like. I just think no matter how old you are, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, you know, if you encounter a man who is like all over you and pours it on thick and wants to see you every night, you know, I've had clients who go through this and, and they'll tell me, oh, I always rush. And then they get into a new relationship and I'll say, okay, remember, you don't want to rush. Oh, he's different. And then they rush all over again and they get the same place. Like 10 days later, it's burned Rejected. out. And over. Yeah. 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 Because there is a rush in that for both people. There is. The fellow's getting power over you, and the power, he's ex experiencing that, and you're, you're basking in the sunlight, so you're getting what you want. And so that's just very heady stuff. But yeah. you, if you're just telling that person you don't have a life if you're available every single night. And I'm not talking about playing games or being disingenuous. I mean that. You know, sometimes you need to sleep. Sometimes you need to have time with your girlfriend. Sometimes you need to do something for your health. And if you find yourself canceling things to be with somebody in the first three weeks of dating, notice that. It, yeah. If they're asking you to do that and they cannot hear no, run. Yeah. Yes, because that means you're losing yourself. But you need to have your own life. And it's important to be willing to be flexible so you can compromise or whatever. But you can't collapse your life before you get to know somebody. You always have to have your own life too. And uh, I was listening to a woman last night who was a, a marriage counselor and she was saying, you need two holes, not like what Hollywood said, you know, nobody's going to complete you. You need two whole people to have a really good, healthy marriage and union. Yeah. And don't think someone's going to complete you and don't look to a man to fill up the holes in your life. You have to find a way to enjoy your life and make it the rich, exciting, nurturing life that you want. And a man is added to that. He can't be your whole life. Beautifully said. So with that, I want everybody to know that Ronnie Ann Ryan has great information for you if you're in the dating part of your life and you're looking to do it well and you're looking to do it thoughtfully. Um, not being the uh, at the complete whim of your hormones <laughs> and not being at the whim of I'm feeling a bit desperate. Uh, no, you want to take the time and know how to do it. So thank you so much for being with us, Renian. Thank you.
I want everyone to know where to find you. That's at nevertoolate.biz, B-I-Z, or if you're in Canada or the UK, B-I-Z. So nevertoolate.biz. And Ronnie Ann is a love and dating coach. Remember that wonderful line that she says? She works with women who have a hot career and a chilly relationship. So thank you so much. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had a great time. I hope you did and learned a few things too. Always here for you. Lots of episodes for you to listen to. So please, wherever you find yourself getting your, your podcasts, look for Emotional Savvy, The Relationship Help Show, and my other podcast, Save Your Sanity, Help for Handling Hijackals. Talk soon. Thanks for being here for today's episode of Emotional Savvy. If you want to deepen your emotional savvy, make shifts in your relationships, and enjoy life and relationships more, work with me, Dr. Roberta Shaler. Get my books, enjoy my courses, or work with me directly. You can do that by visiting forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, relationship, H-E-L-P.com, and subscribe to Tips for Relationships now. Don't miss a thing. Be empowered this week with more emotional savvy.